the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. On air, this is AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Expected Nancy Pelosi has been re-elected Speaker of the House. Meanwhile, vandals lashing out at the leaders of the House and Senate. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's home in Louisville, Kentucky, was spray-painted early Saturday with messages like, Where's my money? And Mitch kills the poor. A profanity directed at the Republican senator was painted under the mailbox. At House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home in San Francisco, someone spray-painted graffiti and left a pig's head on New Year's Day. Police in both cities are investigating. Senate Republicans blocked efforts to boost the $600 COVID relief payment to $2,000 on New Year's Day. McConnell said he and his wife are not intimidated by the vandalism. Bernie Bennett reporting. Church shooting in East Texas today. A pastor has been killed. One person now has been arrested. And an Army drill sergeant shot to death in San Antonio. Police found her in a car on the freeway. This is SRN News. Mark Levin sees no thanks given to the president. Look what our private sector accomplished working with certain elements of the government. Look what the president of the United States under Operation Warp Speed accomplished with the vice president of the United States. If this were Franklin Roosevelt, you'd see headlines, you'd see ticker tape parades, you'd see the whole damn thing. 20 million people are going to be vaccinated by the end of December. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio whether you're listening from outside the twin cities or in am 1280 the patriot my name is brian for the weather today it's going to be 30 degrees and sunny 2020 marks our 20th year on air we're celebrating all year long with a variety of on-air features familiar voices past and present and maybe even events or two but we wouldn't want to spoil the surprise keep in touch by finding us on facebook twitter instagram and parlor thank you for 20 great years on air we can't wait for 20 more AM 1280, The Patriot. Our culture continues to struggle to find its footing. Heritage Christian Academy's footing remains secure. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of all they do. See how a Bible-based academic education can support the values and teachings of your Christian home. Attend Prospective Family Information Night, January 12th at 7 p.m. Staff will be on hand for information, to answer questions, and conduct tours in a safe, no-contact environment. Space is limited. RSVP at heritageweb.org. That's heritageweb.org. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. The Army National Guard has taught me the value of showing respect to those I come in contact with each day. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed and accomplish the mission. Plus, the Army National Guard education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn how you, too, can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. 
Newsmax TV is the biggest thing on cable news, with shows including Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and more. Every night, watch Newsmax's number one show, Greg Kelly Reports. Greg Kelly tells you the truth about Trump. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. Check your guide or tell your operator you want Newsmax. 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV. And download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, so get Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie knows it's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and that means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker with you once again to talk politics, Israel, and the law. Just simply smart, plain talk about the issues of the day, both here and in the Middle East, uh, in the Supreme Court, the executive and legislative branches, politics around the country, as well as politics in Israel. And we're going to be talking next week more specifically about that as we will be joined live from the Jewish state of Israel by our roving reporter on the ground, young Sam Parker who has been living in Israel for um, more than a year now and is uh, soon to be a citizen of the state of Israel as he has received his master's in counterterrorism and homeland security. And uh, he's going to talk to us about a couple of things. One Uh, about some of the sites that he has visited and talk about the relevance of those sites for all of us, both in terms of current events, uh, but also dating back many, many millennia uh, and the importance of of these sites to us, the importance that, uh, that these sites continue to be open and free for all around the world to come and visit, which unfortunately did not exist when uh, Arab countries controlled uh, many of the religious sites in the state of Israel. Sam Parker will also be talking about the uh, upcoming elections in Israel. Yes, another Round of elections in Israel, uh, the fourth in less than, what, two years? Uh, Really crazy and unprecedented, even for the state of Israel. uh, You know, we have difficult politics here, hand-to-hand combat, no doubt. And we're seeing that play out, as we did in 2020, like no other year, but certainly uh, it continues as this coming Tuesday in Georgia, we have more vote counting, if you can call it that, some might say. But uh, in Israel, uh, it, it takes on a new dimension because we're talking about upwards of 16 different parties, um, most of which reached the threshold percentage of, I believe it's three and a quarter percent in order to gain seats in the Knesset. And Sam Parker is very knowledgeable, an expert really, on um, 
uh, Israeli politics and, and the political system, and he's going to talk to us, uh, educate us about uh, how the system works and what the upcoming election looks, looks like. We now have had our election. It looks like it'll be Joe Biden who will be sworn in on January 20th. And the impacts of who Biden will be working with, our strongest ally, uh, the state of Israel in the Middle East, the impact of that cannot be overstated. Uh, You recall back, and I turned to my friends at the time and said, uh, mark this down, that the election of Barack Obama in uh, 2008, which was at around the same time as the election of Bibi Netanyahu, I suggested uh, would be historic in its repercussions for the Middle East and for the state of Israel uh, and for terrorism around the world in a negative way Uh, because I had the sense that Democrats, liberals in this country who had elected uh, Barack Obama, particularly those in the Jewish community, would cloak Obama with a pro-Israel sentiment because the Jewish community would rally around him uh, in a way that would be very detrimental to Israel and it would allow Obama to do things that simply were foolish, simply We're not very smart for U.S. security and U.S. relations in the Middle East. Donald Trump took over. Netanyahu was still in office, is still in office. And over the past four years, he has turned that around. And you can see a huge difference, an enormous difference in uh, issues on the ground in Israel not just opinion and debate by the pundits as to who's better, who's more pro-Israel or negative or pro-Palestinian or pro, as if there are two sides. There, there are policy issues that have to be decided based on the facts. And you see that when you enter the theater of the Middle East with strength, there are positive results. You move closer to peace, not further away. Hello, wake up. You move closer to peace, not further away. And if it has to, you know, if it hasn't been proven, if it hadn't been proven previously, it certainly has been proven when you juxtapose the eight years of Barack Obama with just the four years of Donald J. Trump and the march toward peace. It cannot be denied. It cannot be denied. And you couldn't have had different sets of policies, more different sets of policies than you did with Obama and now with Trump. So the election in Israel is going to be very important to see who Joe Biden is going to be working with. Uh, We are not sure who the U.S. ambassador to Israel will be. It'll be telling in terms of the Biden administration. Biden you know, over the years has been somewhat of a moderate. He will not bring peace to the Middle East. He has no chance. He has no clue. Uh, I would be shocked. I, I don't want to say no chance. Anybody has a chance. If they're breathing, they have a chance. But it's, it's just very limited. It's, it, I'd be shocked because he just doesn't get it. But he's a moderate, you know. He's not going to do the damage that Barack Obama did. He's not, hopefully, going to renew the Iran deal, at least in the same way that it was. I think he genuinely, he himself, didn't even believe in the Iran deal. But we'll see. It could be wrong. Tony Blinken was an architect. John Kerry was an architect of the Iran deal. They're both in the Biden administration. It looks like the Israeli The U.S. ambassador to Israel uh, may well be Dennis Ross, who is a moderate. Uh, He uh, worked in uh, both Republican and Democratic administrations on Middle East peace. Of course, he's failed 
I mean, he's like the king of failure in terms of uh, Middle East peace, you know, but everyone uh, says, oh, he's done such a great job and he's, you know, he's sensible and he's a, yeah, I mean, he keeps failing and failing. Trump comes in and in four years, he's got great successes, unbelievable. And yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you know, how many times you got to bang your head against the wall before you realize, oh, that hurts. <laughs> We today, though, not next week, but today, are going to have Dr. Scott Jensen joining us shortly. Uh, The good doctor uh, and I will be talking, yes, we're going to be talking coronavirus numbers, COVID-19 numbers, and what works, what doesn't, what the truth is, what it isn't. It's hard to differentiate it. Everybody's arguing, even about the numbers themselves. So, uh, I expect to have the good doctor on uh, after this break. Make sure that you uh, stay with us. I also want to talk about something that has been hardly reported in the news, but is quite important. And that is excluding illegal aliens from the census count. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled this past week, uh, as well as a couple of weeks ago, two rulings that affect the census count. And, you know, we look at all the exciting issues over here, and uh, that's where all the talk and banter is. But there are a few more important issues than who is counted in the census in this country in order to allow electoral college votes to be set, congressional district lines uh, to be set according to numbers, as well as how much money different states get from the federal government. So we're going to talk about that later in the show as well. Big show for show of 2021. Make sure to stay with us. We'll be right back. I felt a bump and hurt and oh, beg your pardon. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand. And it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last! See the movie From Poor to CEO The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Salem for 20% off. SalemNow.com promo code Salem. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. 
Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm downtown Minneapolis. And every Sunday, 4 to 5 on 1280 AM, The Patriot, live streaming coast to coast. And we do have listeners from California to Chicago to New York down to Texas. Yes, indeed. Or live on Facebook. And replayed from 6 to 7 on Freedom 1570. We talk politics, Israel, and the law. And this week is no different. Smart Plane Talk. We're joined by Tommy Dorsey, the big band sound. Well, it's the sound of Tommy Dorsey. Yes, and uh, as I've said many times, you join, you know, somewhat for the wisdom, but many of you. Just for the beautiful tones of the top music of all genre, all different types, here on the Victory Hour. Listen, jot this down, 651-289-4488. 651-289-4488. You probably already have it on your yellow pad written with the number two pencil, which is our rule on this show. And uh, give us a call. If we have time, we will... We will bring you on board for a question for our guest, who's with us now, Dr. Scott Jensen, Minnesota State Senator, uh, although uh, he, is, uh, uh, he decided not to run again for another uh, term, and um, he is uh, a family medical doctor, a, a top physician, and one who has spoken loudly and with clarity on the issues of COVID-19, the medical issues that we face, and having this cross-section of a, an understanding of science as a medical physician, as well as policy as a state senator here in Minnesota, uh, allows him to, I think, from an educated vantage point, uh, discuss opinions, topics, concepts, ideas of health policy, of public po- health policy, uh, and both critique and assess. And even beyond that, he just looks at the numbers. I mean, you don't have to be, genuinely, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to look at the numbers and see where they point. And we're going to talk about that with him uh, right now. Dr. Jensen, thank you so much for once again joining us on the Victory Hour. Andrew, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Doctor, uh, you know, the CDC, uh, the public body that we look to when faced with uh, any type of public health issue, but certainly a pandemic of the likes of COVID-19 puts out the numbers uh, every day. I mean, and they update them all day uh, regarding deaths caused by uh, COVID-19 or as a contributing factor of death and how these numbers are assessed and calculated drives, of course, the media, which pushes out to everyone across the country these huge numbers of deaths caused by COVID-19, and people then walk around with enormous fear. And Lord knows, uh, you know, this is a serious virus. But are these numbers as they appear to be? 
They aren't. And you said that very well. These numbers we're talking about, if you will, form the basis for many decisions that are made by our governors, by our policymakers. And so they are critically important. I've been criticized by some saying, well, why are you making such a big deal out of it? You know, it's far more important to make certain that we get the vaccines distributed the way we can and that we do all that we can to make certain that we're minimizing the potential for spread. Well, I would say this. It's it's not an either or thing. This is something we should be able to run on parallel tracks, trying to do our best to get verifiable death certificate counts is not an unreasonable objective. And that doesn't mean that we have to slow down vaccination protocols while we're trying to get this information. But the fact of the matter is, we hear data every day or week these days about causes of death. And and this is a healthy thing for us as a society. I think prior to COVID, we maybe were running a little bit in the blind, but I think people are really paying attention. And I think a lot more people today realize than before that we have every day in America, about eight or 9,000 people die every day, that every year we have 3 million people die. And that of that 650,000 die of heart disease and 600,000 die of cancer. And those are our two biggest killers. But everybody dies of one diagnosis. You don't take someone who has maybe died of a motor vehicle accident and give him that diagnosis. And then someone else who has diabetes and heart failure and pneumonia and put him in three categories. Everybody gets put into one category. And that category is what's called the underlying cause of death. And the CDC has always defined that underlying cause of death as the initiating event in a train of events that led to a person's demise. And if you want me to, I'd be glad to give an example of what I'm referring to in, the, in that regard, because I think it is, it isn't really necessarily as intuitive as maybe we'd like it to be. Well, uh, you know, doctor, j- just to, to interrupt you a second, I absolutely do want you to, I want to drill down on this a little bit. Uh, but what you have said is makes intuitive sense. Uh, the underlying cause of death is what we should be looking at. Isn't that what the CDC is counting here? No, they're not. And uh, they changed the rules in March and April. And I was informed of it from the Minnesota Department of Health on April 3rd. But what they basically did was that what we've been doing for the last 17 years since we wrote the physician manual for death certificate completion, uh, which is on the CDC webpage, those rules are going to change when it comes to COVID-19. If COVID-19 is involved, you don't necessarily have to know that it caused the death. You don't have to have done a test. You don't even have to have it be in the underlying cause of death spot. If it's a contributing cause, you can put it down as a cause of death because if it's asthma or emphysema, that's a contributing cause. For heaven's sakes, keep doing what you've been doing the last 17 years. Put it in the contributing cause box, which is called part two of the death certificate. But if it's COVID as a contributing cause, move that into part one and put it as the cause of death. That's why I objected last April. I said, well, that's crazy. We've never done that. We don't do it with influenza. We never did it with uh, swine flu. We didn't do it with Ebola. We didn't do it with coronavirus one SARS in 2002. Why in the world would they do that? Because what they did was they almost in an instant, open the door for total corruption of what we're really tabulating. So let's go with an example. So let's say that I have a heart attack tomorrow, Monday, and on Tuesday, uh, I'm in the cath lab, and they do an angiogram and find that I've got 95% blockage in the left anterior descending artery, and they put a stent in. And I feel a lot better, but I did have a heart attack. And unfortunately, a month from now, we find that there was enough tissue damage that I developed congestive heart failure. And everything was done that could possibly be done. But because of my other medical concerns, I really wasn't a transplant patient candidate. And I developed pneumonia in March, and I succumbed. I died. What would be the important underlying cause of death? Well, it wouldn't be the pneumonia or the congestive heart failure. It really wouldn't even be the heart attack. It would be the blockage. So you work backwards. So if I were doing a, a death certificate on that, what I would normally say is the immediate cause of death was pneumonia 
which was a consequence of congestive heart failure, which was a consequence of a heart attack, which was the consequence of blockage or hardening, or we call it atherosclerosis or coronary artery disease. But that would be the underlying cause of that coronary artery disease. Now let's tweak that example just a little bit. And let's say that it wasn't me getting a pneumonia in March, but I got COVID-19. Yeah. Now, if COVID-19, if I'd been doing well and it looked like I might recover enough to go on and have another 20 years of life and COVID-19 hit me, in that situation, COVID should still not be the underlying cause of death. Wow. Because it hit me while I had congestive heart failure. So COVID-19 would be listed on the first line, which would be line A, and that would be the immediate cause of death. But the immediate cause of death isn't what's tabulated in the federal disease registrars. It would be the underlying cause of death, which once again would have been the, the coronary artery disease. Now, let's say that the uh, COVID-19 came and I was already basically, I was dying. I said to my relatives, my goodbyes, and I was on hospice. Then COVID-19 happened to be detected, but I didn't have any new symptoms. I was dying. I died anyway, but COVID-19 had been diagnosed a couple of days before and because someone wanted to come and visit me. In that situation, COVID-19 shouldn't even be in part one. It shouldn't be listed as the immediate cause of death. If you wanted to, as a physician, you could put it in part two in the box that said contributing conditions. Yet under the CDC <laughs> rules, it would be counted as a COVID death. And so, exactly. and so when we're looking at the 350,000 deaths in the United States, uh, a, an enormous percentage of them are uh, based upon the manner in which the underlying condition is listed versus other conditions, and they still count it as a COVID-19 death. It, it, it's fascinating. Uh, the, the explanation is outstanding. Very clear, Dr. Jensen. And, you know, I'm, I, I guess I'm not guessing. I've I got to believe that there's not a dispute about what you have described. They may have, the CDC may say, well, here's the reason we're doing that, and try to explain or rationalize it. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that is what is happening, and that is the count that we are getting. We're going to be right back uh, after this short break with Dr. Scott Jensen to talk uh, more about CDD, CDC death numbers as well as lockdowns and whether lockdowns work. Looking at the numbers, do lockdowns work? Do the, do the closure the forced, compelled, uh, involuntary closure of businesses by the government, do they work to uh, retard COVID-19 expansion? Huh. Interesting question. Let's see what the doctor has to say about it. Go to ParkerDK.com during this short break, and you'll find there what is often referred to as an award-winning website. Yes, indeed. How about a premier law firm, the premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis? We'll be right back with Dr. Scott Jensen. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. 
We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. We are back. Happy New Year to you all. A happy 2021. Uh, Listen, things are looking bright. We're now past December 21st, which means every day is a day closer to summer. As, As I mentioned the other week, beginning on December 21 is the arguably the beginning of summer. Because we're moving toward it every day. And this year we have vaccines rolling out. Uh, Thank you to an administration that pushed and pushed hard, that brought together public and private sector interests uh, to get a vaccine and to not just develop it, but to deliver it. Uh, in record time, historic record time, nowhere seen anywhere uh, in the world, let alone in history. And we should not take that for granted. Uh, This administration uh, has delivered. A number of the governors across the country, however, have not particularly delivered. Uh, Let's look at a few numbers with Dr. Scott Jensen, as we talk about whether governors from around the country that are looking at the numbers from the CDC, which we've just talked about, uh, appear to be inconsistent with the historic manner in which uh, death causes have been counted. The underlying cause of death is the central number counting assessment that the CDC uh, looks at, and we have 350,000 deaths, and those would mean that the underlying cause of death listed 350,000 times has been COVID-19. However, you've got cases in there, as reported by Dr. Jensen, of situations where somebody gets or dies in an auto accident, and because they had uh, COVID-19, maybe it was even asymptomatic, but they had it. It's listed as the underlying cause of death. Really? All right. So that's that's where the 350,000 number of deaths comes from. But let's take a look at lockdowns. Uh, California, uh, the, the top four states in this country by population are California, Texas, 
Florida, New York. All right, those are the top four. Two of them happen to have uh, staunchly liberal Democratic governors, uh, and two of them uh, conservative Republican governors. Two of these states uh, were uh, uh, very strong lockdown states. At every opportunity, they would close businesses and lock down and have done that virtually from the beginning. And two of these states uh, have treated the virus differently, entirely differently. Yet all four of the states are within a very small measure of one another, whether you locked down or you didn't. And the two non-lockdown states are not worse, in fact, better uh, than New York. New York is the worst of the four, certainly, by a magnitude of, of two times, in fact, compared to Florida or Texas. Per capita, I'm talking now. So how do you explain that? Do lockdowns work, or, or is this a virus that's just going to take its course? Doctor? That's a great question. I think if you go back to March and April, many governors across the land were asking its citizens to, if you will, participate fully. Uh, we need to get our arms around this. We need to flatten the curve, delay the peak so that we can help healthcare facilities not be overwhelmed and get the necessary amount of PPE involved. But we did that. And we did that very responsibly. And if you look at a state like Minnesota, uh, the compliance for mask wearing, uh, which is a debatable topic in and of itself. But nevertheless, we did that. But we've seen the goalposts. We've seen the goals change over and over again. We never talked in March or April about squashing this virus. And by doing draconian measures, we could, we could stop it. Because no responsible virologist has indicated that we could do that. And Dr. Fauci had come out and said it'd be 12 to 18 months at the earliest that we could ever get a vaccine. Yeah. And, and yet here we are with the vaccine. We, we have not been told what we're looking for with a lockdown. What are the metrics that would indicate success? What are the metrics that would indicate that we can let up a little bit? Transparency has been thrown to the wind. We initially had Ferguson with the, I think, over in England coming out and saying that there'd be 2.2 million yeah. deaths in America, be 500,000 in Britain. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everything was ramped up to a panic level. And the fact of the matter is, he's been largely discredited and he's not even been close to being right. I mean, it's, he's not even within a seventh. I mean, he's some 700% off. I think and he's so admitted was, his own error. He's admitted, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. And then he sort of gave a rationale and it was absolutely pathetic. So here we sit, we got these lockdowns and while lockdowns might be something that's wrought, if you will, from the dials on a dashboard, nobody's really looking at a couple of hard questions and that's what's the collateral damage. And then there's this other thing that's not being discussed Andrew, dealing with quality adjusted life years. Yeah. study came out last week, which indicated that if you actually look at the quality adjusted life years that have been lost due to the, if you grant them the 350,000 deaths, it possibly is around 25 million quality adjusted life years. But if you look at the quality adjusted life years that have been lost due to collateral damage, increased mental health crises, increased overdoses, increased suicides, uh, delay in diagnosis, delay in treatment. It goes on and on. It's estimated that 10 times that, 250 million quality-adjusted life years. For instance, I have many patients that will tell me, Doc, I hope you folks aren't making any big-time decisions to try to get me three more years of life. I'm 89. I've had a full life. You know, whenever I go, I go. And I don't have that much left. I know that. That's that's a lot of folks who, who believe that. And then I've got a 25-year-old who overwhelmed, you know, eats a bullet and is dead. Yeah. Well, that 25-year-old was in the prime of life. We're losing with him, bang, 50 quality adjusted life. He's right off the bat. And if we have my 89-year-old patient who says, Doc, please don't do this to society. Don't do this to my neighbor. Don't do this to my grandchildren. When If he dies or doesn't die, if he dies of COVID-19, he might say, I lost one year. He's already outlived the lifespan by eight years. 
by at least eight years. I know nobody wants to talk about these kinds of things, but you know what, Andrew? We have to because we are killing ourselves and we don't even know why. Nobody has told us the metrics. The transparency is gone. Yeah, well, it, and it certainly appears if you just look at the numbers, the concept that, first off, um, well, the concept of having a lockdown does not appear based on the numbers to impact the amount of cases or the number of deaths. It, it has, it, at most, a marginal effect. Yet on the other side, the cause, the, the harms from closures, the picking by politicians, who the winners and losers are, interfering with the market, decimating lifelong generational businesses and causing them uh, to go bankrupt due to, not due to the pandemic, but due to decisions by government. Uh, it 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 really sounds like uh, the most despotic of uh, systems. It does, but, Andrew. And if you think about it, I would ask you this: Why, on the first lockdown, did we see some industries locked down, but the second time around they weren't? Yeah, we were never told. Was this because of negotiations in the governor's office? Was this because there was really data to indicate that such and such an industry wasn't problematic? I mean, we are being told in a dictatorial fashion what we can do, who we can do it with, how much we get to work, and whether or not our lives have to be tipped upside down and we can pay the bills. That does not sound like America. No, it does not sound like America. We're going to continue to talk with Dr. Scott Jensen uh, about the realities, the facts, the numbers related to COVID-19. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some of the other harms from closure uh, that result and and uh, you know the impact we're gonna we're gonna talk about restaurants I mean uh, we're gonna talk about the decisions as to who stays open and 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 who gets closed uh, and how that's been handled in Minnesota in particular so make sure to stay with us we're talking with Dr. Scott Jensen uh, this week on the Victory Hour. Go to ParkerDK.com. This will be a very short break. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Psalm 23.4 tells us, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We were talking briefly about caning the other day, a punishment that can quickly deter people from crimes. The Lord's staff, a tool of the shepherd, and the rod, to correct behavior, both bring comfort to the psalmist. Kind of crazy. I sure do find it easy to appreciate when the Lord uses the staff to guide me, and as a consequence, the other sheep that walk with me. It's a little less easy to appreciate the use of the rod even though I know it is absolutely required to drive folly from a child of God. Isn't it strange that these two very different tools bring us closer to the very same comforter? If you have any comments about this or other scripture, feel free to contact me at lee at thekingdombuilders.com. That's L-E-E at thekingdombuilders.com. 
Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. It's 2021. We're back. The Victory Hour. It's been another great year. Yes, 2020 was challenging. Very challenging. Few of us have... uh, been able to avoid being touched by the impacts of COVID-19, death of someone close to us, or someone we know. But 2021, things are looking up, as in a very short period of time, this administration took steps, aggressive steps to find a vaccine and pressed for it, and now it's being delivered. We are joined this week by Dr. Scott Jensen, both a scientist as a medical physician as well as a public policy elected official. And Dr. Jensen and I are talking about uh, first, we talked about the CDC death numbers and the reality or falsity of those numbers, as we then talked about uh, whether lockdowns actually worked. Uh, Everyone will have their opinion on it, but if you look at the numbers, there's no reason to believe that they do. I suppose we haven't looked closely enough at the modeling, because if you look at the modeling, you can really learn a lot. Well, you can learn a lot about people guessing, throwing darts, and getting it wrong, because that's about what the modeling did in this case. But, Doctor, what I wanted to ask you about is the fact that lockdowns uh, do not appear based on the numbers working. Uh, Here in Minnesota, Governor Tim Walls continues to go back to that tool to fight the coronavirus, the tool of lockdown. What do you think about that decision, and what is it doing to the people of Minnesota? I think it's flawed thinking. I think the Great Barrington Declaration that was released a couple of months ago, I, I believe I might have been the first Minnesota physician signing on to that. Yes. I think it makes it very clear. There's, there's data from around the world that lockdowns aren't doing it. You can look at states countries that didn't use lockdowns and you can look at those that did and you'll find virtually no difference some people will look at the number of cases and say see in a lockdown situation uh, you you had less cases well quite frankly we know from epidemiology groups out of high quality universities such as harvard and yale studies that there were places where a thousand people were told that they had covid19 because of a pcr swab test and yet, if the normal cutoff had been honored in terms of the cycle threshold, instead of that thousand positive cases, we might have had only 150. So we know that the PCR testing that we're using is in and of itself flawed. And yet we continue to use that to drive up the numbers. I think it's really important to look at the case fatality and the projected infection fatality rate. But every way you look at it, the collateral damage of COVID-19 and our policies in response to it are far greater 
problems than the actual COVID. Now, that isn't to say that COVID is a nasty damn bug and that for some crazy reason it can attack people that just shouldn't be the victim of COVID-19 to the point where they may even die. But we also know that in almost all those situations, it is not COVID-19 as much as it's an over-aggressive, overzealous response on the part of our immune system that seems to trigger it. And we have not been able to identify which people are going to have that kind of susceptibility. But at the end of the day, the lockdowns are not working. We need to get kids back in school. And we need to open up businesses. We've got industries being locked down that have shown just a paucity of responsibility for cases and no significant responsibilities in regards to COVID deaths. And there are ways in which these businesses, restaurants and other businesses alike, can stay open, conduct business and stay safe. Yet none of them are being considered or applied by Governor Tim Walls and his Commissioner of Health, Jan Malcolm. I I don't understand the basis for it. You can stand in line at a Starbucks inside a big box store and, and stand in line for 20 minutes and get your coffee and have exposure like no tomorrow, and you had a restaurant that says, we will operate at 25 to 35% occupancy. We will socially distance. We will do everything we can. And we have demonstrated virtually no responsibility for spread of the disease. We will not be doing what the plumbing aisle is doing at Home Depot, where you have people congregating and bumping into each other and touching each other. For heaven's sakes, where is the logic? Yeah, there, there, there really isn't. uh, There really isn't. And, and yet, uh, people continue to rally around, rally behind Governor Tim Walz. I, I, you know, I, I don't follow it, although I'm starting to see uh, his uh, popularity drop as businesses go out of business weekly. Every week, dozens, hundreds of businesses across this state uh, are closing their doors. And, and it is, it's a shame. It's a shame uh, to being uh, just this side of criminal. It is, it's horrific uh, that the government uh, has caused this. People say, no, it's the coronavirus that caused it. No, no, it's government decisions that have caused this. We're talking to Dr. Scott Jensen. And, uh, doctor, you know, you're, you're not running for the state Senate. What are you thinking? Uh, you know, I'm hearing from people. Uh, that the reason that you may not have run was you might be eyeing a run for governor. Is there any truth to that? Well, I think I have to unpack that question because it had two parts. Uh, The first part was when I made my decision 18 months ago to not run for Senate, was that, if you will, predicated by an interest in running for governor? No, absolutely not. When I made that decision 18 months ago, there were significant uh, fears and concerns uh, within my family unit regarding our health. And by and, and by uh, the way, you said that at the time, and this was before COVID or anything else. Uh, so what you're saying now is completely consistent. And, you know, I had back surgery. I had my L4-5 region surgerized while I was in the Senate uh, in 2018. Uh, some, some of my dear family friends, uh, family members uh, have had multiple major surgeries. Uh, that clearly should be uh, private information. But I got to tell you, Andrew, we have been so blessed. Uh, We have had one major surgery after another within my family, and we've recovered. And we find ourselves at a healthier place today than we've been in years, and we're grateful for that. And if you look at what's happened to us all personally, I would say to every Minnesotan, but certainly to my wife and I and our family, COVID-19 has changed our lives. And For me, what it's really translated into, it has been an opportunity for me to fall in love all over again with the Constitution of our country. And so am I reconsidering my departure from politics? Yes, I am. I'm just going to be frank and candid. I am thinking about why am I in in the place I am in? Is it for such a time as this? COVID-19 has changed my profile. It's changed my passion in regards to how concerned I am that our Constitution is being abused and trampled on. 
So, yeah, talking to Dr. Scott Jensen, and uh, we wish him the best as he consider he continues to consider, and frankly, I, I hope he does throw his hat in the ring. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us again this week on the Victory Hour. And to all of you, have a wonderful first week of 2021. Talk to you next week. Thank you. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Burr, it's cold out there. Now, imagine this. You leave your nice, warm, and toasty home only to get into your vehicle and hear this. Your battery is dead. Full-service battery can help you avoid this nightmare situation. Not only do they offer the lowest prices in town on batteries, they'll even professionally install them free. That's right, a powerful new battery installed free. Now, that's what we like to hear. Find them at FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM 1280.